everybody, welcome to This Is Not A Safe Space on Never Sleeps Network. This is your host, me, Nick Beaton. Uh, check out Never Sleeps Network for lots of other great podcasts, as well as this one. I am here today uh, with Joseph Ayani. Hello, Joseph. Hello, I got that Nick. right, right? I, you did. I did. Yeah. All right, sweet. Yeah. Uh, he actually uh, edits my show and does <laughs> a great job of that. Thank you. You edit all the shows for Never Sleeps Network, right? Most. Most? Yeah, you do yeah. most of them. Does a great job with that. Uh, you also, you said you went to Humber. We just talked briefly before this. You sure. went to Humber in uh, comedy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm a graduate. And uh, do you still do stand-up and stuff now or any kind of comedy? Or are you mainly into editing various, like, you know, production stuff? I was a lot more attracted to the behind the scenes or the support side of it. Oh, okay. And cool. So I, I'm, I wouldn't rule out not doing it again in the future, but... There were a lot of people that started the same time I started. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the people in my own program, uh, DeBonis, Chris uh, Robinson, and then there's people who weren't in the program, but that started the same time I did. Mm-hmm. And they all have been skyrocketing relative to my own career. So I, I, I had to admit to myself that there are things I'm really good at and they're really necessary. And I could be doing a lot more good if I were to focus on doing those and let the stars have the, the spotlight. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 So, so, yeah, just... Doesn't you? You don't like need to do it that much. It's not something that you know you're that interested in. So just yeah, do the other side of it, and yeah, yeah. Right. But I do want to have a, a platform of my own, right? And so if I have a platform of my own, then I have an audience built in, and then I can just do it in that in that route. Okay, yeah, cool, man. And uh, so uh, you're on today. Uh, we're talking. We're talk about Trump, uh, yeah. which I talk about a lot on this podcast because it's obviously uh, uh, surprise everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the uh, it's the the issue of the day and. Uh, we're, we're, you you emailed me saying like, hey, I'd like to be on the podcast because I am a Trump supporter. Yep. That actually kind of blew me away. So I figured why not <laughs> have somebody on to talk and in support of Trump. Yeah. Unironically. Unironically. Yeah. I had to make that distinction too. So I guess we got to start with what the fuck's wrong with you. I was hoping you were going to say what the hell's wrong with me. No. <laughs> I thought I was going to hear what the hell's wrong with me. Okay. Uh, what I would like to do is kind of tell the story as to how I first decided to start supporting him. Okay. It actually, there's roots of it even before this whole election cycle. Uh, the roots of it were actually in the, in, in the Ford situation that we had here. Okay. Now, initially, I wasn't a fan of Rob Ford, and I never really warmed up to the guy, but I came to realize that in my area where I live, there is no one else that's even, like, trying to appease us. Uh, Doug Ford was the guy that would come to our house, that came to our houses with a subway plan, and we can establish that we don't know if anybody of these people are ever telling the truth, but he's still the one that at least came to the house, knocked on the door and asked for our support. So I started to look at politics like this municipal politics is like this turf war where I'm going to support the guy who's at least trying to say something to us. And uh, then I voted for Doug Ford and I, and I don't, and I don't regret it. Uh, so that made me at least like willing to, be open to whatever is the opposing side of of these things right well there's nothing wrong with being open yeah open-minded to to uh, potentially different people or ideas not simply <laughs> writing people off because they're automatically on a different side so fuck them you know right. but uh 
But still, that's a long jump to Donald Trump. I'd like to hear yeah. how that goes. <laughs> so uh, when the whole thing started, I didn't even like like consider Hillary Clinton was going to take it. I thought Bernie Sanders was going to take the uh, the Democratic nomination. So it came down to, to Bernie Sanders and Donald Trump. And I was like everybody else. I thought, it's oh, man, this is Jedi versus Sith. This is Bernie Sanders, the, the champion of the people, the guy who wants to get everybody free education and, and, and mail out checks once a month. How can I how can I be against that? And then I sat and I was and I was watching uh, Donald win one of the um, caucuses, uh, the primaries, yeah, yeah. and uh, and he won a state. And I can't remember which one, but this is this is going to be the first time that I'm watching him speak without having anybody else describe him to me. I'm just going to uh, watch him, listen to him, and make a judgment call for myself. My reaction was positive. I liked what he was doing. I liked that he was getting up in people's faces. I liked that he was willing to say something as ballsy as Obamacare is a disaster. We're going to get rid of it. We're going to replace it. I have to I had to do a lot more looking into whether or not that's a good idea. But I respect the shit out of somebody who is going to be that abrasive and say, I'm not I'm not going to say everything is OK to appease people. I think something's wrong. Right. But. You respect people just for being abrasive, like that's- I, respe- I respected him for it, and 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 I, and I don't want it ever it ever to come down to like one reason that I'm that I'm holding on to, right? But right. it's a component, and it's a component that I appreciated. That, that's that's what you often hear uh, when people say they, you know, their reasoning for liking Donald Trump is he oh he says says what he you he know what, what he's he thinking yeah. or well he doesn't even say what he means because he doesn't say like he he lies all the time like he there's so many misstatements that he makes right so it's not saying what he means it's just saying whatever the fuck he wants and then that's somehow a virtue (laughs) i don't understand how that's a virtue like it's there's nothing wrong with being measured in your in your speaking like it it would help donald trump actually if he was a little more measured in what he was speaking and not just saying what was on the top of his head because he ends up saying bullshit and then it's like like just fact checked within a minute. It's like, no, that's not even kind of true what you just said. So yeah, yeah there's a, there's a lot of stuff that has to be broken down. Uh, the, the first side of it is that uh, we have a triangle trying to fit in a circular hole for this entire thing. We have um, uh, people who are calling it mainstream media. I prefer the term establishment media that, and, and uh, there's just so, oh my, there's so, like, there's so much of a web that I, that I'm that I got to break down. Uh, so I'm hoping that people are going to be able to follow this. Uh, for one, the, uh, the, the lying thing, I'm trying to like relate myself to that. And what I notice that I do is that I say something that in the moment I believe is true. Right. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not consciously saying, I'm saying, I'm telling a lie to these people right now. I'm saying something might have gone too far, and uh, whereas I might retract that, he probably wouldn't because well, oh, he does. We don't. You don't want to see. We, people don't want to see him uh, retract everything because then it's just like watching a guy play a, a yo-yo for the entire time. Just right. Well, put it away. Put it away. Put it away. Yeah, but if he had, to, then, if he didn't, if he was more a little more measured in his speaking, it wouldn't be a yo-yo. It's there, only there a yo-yo are, because he there, says there is a, absolute I have, bullshit. I, like, have a, I, have a, I have a clip that I found of him actually behaving measured that I don't think people got to, got to see. And I would like to play it if that's okay. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. go ahead. So the, uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to play it for you as is, and then I'm going to probably find the clip and just like edit it into post afterwards so that it comes in clear for other sure, people. Sure. I'm not going to hold it up to the microphone. But uh, the context for this clip is that uh, this is an update that he gave to the American people after he was elected and that the transition process is starting. So this is him behaving the way I think people were hoping that like he would behave. the American people with an update on the White House transition and our policy plans for the first 
100 days. Do you recognize this Our at all? Our transition team is no. working okay. very smoothly, efficiently, and effectively. Truly great and talented men and women, patriots indeed, are being brought in, and many will soon be a part of our government, helping us to make America great again. My agenda will be based on a simple core principle, putting America first. Whether it's producing steel, building cars, or curing disease, I want the next generation of production and innovation to happen right here on our great homeland, America, creating wealth and jobs for American workers. As part of this plan, I've asked my transition team to develop a list of executive actions we can take on day one to restore our laws and bring back our jobs. It's about time. These include the following. On trade, I am going to issue our notification of intent to withdraw from the Trans-Pacific Partnership, a potential disaster for our country. Instead, we will negotiate fair bilateral trade deals that bring jobs and industry back onto American shores. On energy, I will cancel job-killing restrictions on the production of American energy, including shale energy and clean coal, creating many millions of high-paying jobs. That's what we want. That's what we've been waiting for. It, there's, there's more to it than that, right? But I so, don't want to. Yeah, yeah. So, in listening to that, right? Like, yeah, that's that's definitely more measured. Uh, it's probably the uh, yeah calmest you've seen him because he's not in front of a bunch of people in an auditorium, right? But even with all that, what's great is if you break it down to just that that finally he's a, there's a calm speech. He doesn't really say anything in that. He okay. does, there's nothing in that to me, like. It's other okay. He's going to kill the Trans-Pacific thing. Great, but what's his alternative to okay. that? There and then also, there, and just just a couple more things. Uh, so there's that. There's the uh, uh, I'm I'm going to bring jobs back to America. How? Like yeah. I'm going to get rid of Obamacare and replace it with something better. What? Yeah. Something better. He doesn't have any answers. I'm, I'm hearing this. I can. I don't want to spend the next hour trying to outline everything, but there are solutions and there are laid out plans for it. He he doesn't he hasn't really discussed it on there because he is using and this is his method. He is using the time that he has on TV to be as uh, in people's face as possible to try to draw as much attention as possible. Yeah. But if you go to the website, the Donald uh, Trump for President website, there is a comprehensive list of all of the plans that they have laid out, and I'm and I read them and. They don't sound like him. I'm not even sure he's the one that wrote them. But there are uh, uh, sourced uh, plans for uh, for every issue or in every uh, stance that he's taken on and on energy, on the economy, on cybersecurity, or just security in general. It's all there, right? And that's okay. So let's let's not get too hefty into the debate then of whether he has an idea or not, because you're saying he has one on the website. Yeah, but it's just crazy. It's like the first politician who's almost. One, by not saying their ideas out loud, just by being a dick to get people to be attracted to that idea of being a dick. And that, to me, is nuts that people still voted for a guy not knowing what he was going to do, but just because it's like, you know. Well, He's gonna... I, I have to disagree with you. And, and part of this is that I spent a lot more time watching him. So I have given myself more opportunities to uh, uh, to listen to him and to see where his plans are coming in. And to be honest with you, I disagree with you in part, but I also completely see why you're saying what you're saying, because he's not 
he, he wasn't doing it the way Hillary Clinton was doing it, where she would try to like explain the plan and then Donald Trump is either cutting her off or she runs out of time and she's laying out the whole thing. But I, I did hear what he was saying in some of the debates and he does have uh, a, a point that he's making, like part of the way to uh, bring back jobs is to just prevent them from leaving in the first place. And there are numerous reports now of these jobs that are either going to, we're going to go to Mexico or go overseas and they're not anymore. Now, a lot of people are trying to discredit that by saying, well, okay, he's not completely responsible for it. And he's not. But yeah, it, th- this is one example of uh, businesses starting to understand that in a year's time, he might be the president. We can start making plans to uh, continue operating in the United States as opposed to leaving because of his policies and because of what he's going to be doing. Uh, it's, it's just that I, w- w- the, the, the way people look at what's going on and say, like in the debates, is that uh, two minutes to cover the issues that he's trying to cover for each time they ask him a question is just not enough. And he's right. Tra- and he's, I mean, and he's, you can you can say that for for almost anything. Like everything gets kind of uh, uh, hacked down into yeah. sort of soundbite, and you kind of have to get out the the you know the basics of what well, any politician has to do that the basics of what yeah. you're of what you're trying to get out there. But yeah, I mean, it's still like yeah. That, I mean, all these defenses I think are fine. Like it's like yeah, he, he's he's different if you really watch him and whatever. But it's still like the blatant Donald Trump that exists still exists and. I've never seen a politician not even in his own speeches have have real solutions for problems. I mean, yeah, okay, the website, he's, you know, he's labeled or, you know, itemized some stuff that he's going to do or whatever. Great. But like in his speeches, it was just talking about how great he was and what he was going to do and how great it was going to be and not 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 the actual substance of it. Like, it was like, I'm going to fix this. Trust me. Just trust me. It's good. It's going to be real good. Like, that's he just that those were his sentences. Yeah. Like. Yeah, well, he's uh, everyone is saying that he's not a politician, right? He's coming in from another right. uh, area of expertise. My and first expertise pr- can have a big asterisk next to it. <laughs> I do you think I'm going to agree with you on that one? Of course, I'm not going to agree with you on that. That's one. fine. I wouldn't yeah. expect you to, but like, I mean, the guy hasn't really done anything other than the fact that he is an asshole, and that's what that's what makes him sellable that's why he gets you know the the apprentice that's why he's been this sort of famous guy because he's just been like before before this whole political thing back in like the 90s the 80s and the 90s and the whatever he was just kind of this guy who was like he always knew who donald trump was he was just just this famous guy for being rich dating young women you know his hotels which he doesn't even own most of but still has the goddamn the, his name on them well then i mean that's a business practice that lots of people do and is then that they establish f- a brand and other yeah so that's what but that's what he did he just brand like had had his brand which was his name fine he's famous but like that's about it like that's like uh, that's he's always just been that guy who he went declared bankruptcy how many times? Like uh, by the last time I looked into that, I'd say four, which isn't too bad when you have over two hundred to three hundred uh, ventures. You're going to fail at some point, and he's failed a couple of times. I mean, I'm hearing I'm hearing all of this, and didn't he fucking no. declare bankruptcy in a casino though? Like one of his ventures was a casino, casino that he de- declared. Like how do you how do you fuck up a casino? <laughs> like, like I just like, like a money making thing. Yeah, it's just a thing that's like literally a license to print money. Uh, I actually don't know that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that one to I, me I, was not. I, I, I haven't been able to accumulate information on every single. Uh, obviously, thing that's going obviously. On. But the thing is, is that where I go look in, look into it, I would either find something that would uh, uh, better explain what happened, 
or I would find something that kind of like mitigates it so that it's uh, it, it's not just this this cancerous tumor on his reputation that something went wrong. It wasn't just his fault. I mean, I, I, and 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 the, and the thing is, is that there's a lot of sources out there that people on the right side are using to access this information. Him alone wouldn't have won the election because all of these things about him are true. I were, were you know, as 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 true as uh, as they've been said to. But there's also a, a lot of positive in him too. I, I can find you a list of like acts of kindness that this guy has done, that uh, he he uh, or pl- or places that he's appeared on, or uh, times that people have been able to call him uh, either on television or interview him on uh, on say uh, Larry King or Oprah Winfrey. And, and, it, and it hasn't always been the asshole. He's been a guy who genuinely cares about America. He's been a guy who the, fir- the, like, the day of 9-11, he was a guy that people called and he was explaining his knowledge of, of structural engineering to try to explain that uh, maybe this was more than just a plane crash because the buildings just fell over. They called him and, and he's explaining, you know what, I think this might have been something a little bit more than just an airplane knocked into it. There might have been explosives involved. And it wasn't like a 9-11 truther thing, too. It was just, I know how this works. This is my business. And... Uh, Are you think nine eleven was an inside job? I, I need to see all the evidence first, but I wouldn't be surprised if okay. it was. <laughs> right. Yeah, just so you understand, my my stance is kind of like centrist. Uh, I'll, I'll pull. I'm pulling in from both sides. Right. I and in the last little while, I've definitely been supporting the right side because, to be honest, I think the right side are the ones that have been getting shit all over. I would consider myself to be a, somewhat of a centrist, anyway. Uh, yeah. What do you mean the right has been getting shit all over when you say that? The right is uh, comprised primarily of white people in the United States. It's not all of them, but there's certainly a lot of them to go around. Mm -hmm. And their principles and their uh, lifestyle uh, has been uh, uh, criticized and broken down and uh, made to be just no longer an acceptable way of life. Being religious is not an acceptable way of life. It's better to just be promiscuous and have sex, which is a left-leaning idea it's no longer acceptable to have like four to six kids it's no longer acceptable to i don't know about, i don't know job. about that I, I i you know people and then the, the, but the, but the, I, I think people can get criticized for things like religion right but i mean you have I, your entire way of life uh, just and being religious is an, is, an, is, an, is an a white thing religion there's the Christ, you know. I, should, I should have specified and said being and, christian, christian yeah, because I mean, we're talking about the western right world right so we talk about the western world sure. in the united states uh christian uh, white but there's also a lot of black christians uh you know and and uh, you know a huge uh, african-american christian communities the, the, you know the, the the United States I think is like eighty percent religious like I think like the the atheist is like is like like twenty percent or something like that so that means but 80- you notice that the uh, representation in media is not proportional to the representation of the people what you have is are these large statistics of people who are uh, 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 who watch mainly like uh, stuff coming out of Los Angeles Hollywood which is very clearly of left leaning obviously state. yeah yeah and the amount of uh, content that comes out. Uh, is not what they want to listen to or what news that they want to deal with. And so they they get to be made out to be the bad guys. And and it happens over here in Canada too. And uh, uh, yeah, white people and and men, white men, 
we're the ones that have been shit on the most in the in the last 10, 15 years. Uh, not, you look at the way that feminism has transformed from in, empowering women, inspiring women to do the same things that uh, men are doing, and it's just turned into men are disgusting pigs. And that uh, if men get to be disgusting pigs, then we should be disgusting pigs, too. And then everybody suffers. Um, yeah, look, I mean, you're not going to get a ton of argument for, from me on the fact that I, I do think that uh, there is some trends from the left that I think are are ultimately despicable uh, in the same way that they've almost borrowed from the right, the extreme right, the same way the extreme, the extreme left and the extreme right basically kind of both have the same thing, which is I'm right. So however I prove my point or can win, it doesn't matter. The ends justifies the means. So I, I get that. But I also think that, I don't know, I find it like labeling or getting to, I don't also even getting too much into a, a, a like almost like a race war yeah. is not a good idea. Like it's this, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think white people and men have been taking some shit in the last few years. And I've been very vocal in saying that I think that it's, it's uh, probably a, a better idea to uh, talk with people and explain your ideas rather than just label somebody as a race, as a sex, as a sexual orientation and right. say you're a piece of shit because of that and, and pick the, one that's the that you nobody's really gonna get mad at or you saying it about like white straight men boom say that group fuck them you can do whatever you want so i I don't i don't think uh that's a good idea but i also you know i don't know i don't the idea that trump wins an election because of it to me is still kind of insane yeah well i would like to explain how he won yeah if if that well, yeah, because um, there is a narrative that Trump won because there are a bunch of racist people who uh, hate Jews, want to kick out all the rapist Mexicans and a bunch of angry white people voted for Trump and then he won. And that's those are pockets and those are all things that are valid, but they're not the reason they won. Uh, the reason he won is part is because there is a whole new wave of media on the right wing that has been coming up as a counterpoint to the the left-wing media uh stopping short of cnn which should be impartial but there are a lot of conspiracy theories that cnn was colluding with uh, hillary clinton to try to get her to win which is a whole other can of worms that we may end up cracking open at some point but there are uh sources like uh uh, I'm, i'm sure you're familiar with alex jones yeah, I know Alex Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As soon as I say Alex Jones, some people they put their finger in their mouth and they uh, well, I've seen, vomit. I've I've listened to some Alex Jones. I've seen like some YouTube clips. I've read a couple articles. Uh, the famous Pierce Morgan interview, obviously. Tem- I, I, was that the seventeen seventy six one where he yeah screams yeah the at one him? where yeah. he screams about the yeah, guns Pierce and Morgan stuff has like been that. Very vocal about gun control. For oh sure. yeah. yeah, Pierce Morgan was very. I mean, it seemed like Pierce Morgan's uh, entire thing was okay tonight. How do we talk about gun control tonight? Yeah. Like that's all he wanted to talk yeah. about, and it got real boring, and he got fired. So, but uh, Alex Jones is still a nut. Like he's he, Al- Alex Jones has the same effect on people that Donald Trump does. Alex Jones is a net. He's this giant net that pulls in people because he's a sensationalist. But if you examine the Infowars network, it goes way past Alex Jones. I'm sure uh, it he does. Has, he has. Uh, around uh, eight to ten other people who are working for him who aren't necessarily doing what he's doing they're they're going on they're trying to find information and their and their information is is fact checked and it's sourced and they have a lot more reason to be too and, and and they'll say look if you don't believe us go see for yourself you know you don't have to just trust us at face value go 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 fact us all you want and there's a, another one called the next news network uh, run by a guy named Gary Franchi I don't know if you're familiar with him but uh, they just got a uh, statistic 
statistics report from their last year's worth of viewing, and he's the single most viewed news source on YouTube, like 99.6 million views. CNN, Fox News, they, they didn't even come close. Fox News was like 66 million. Now, granted, they also have television, whereas these guys are relying entirely online. Yeah. But here's a guy that is putting out, uh, you know, pro-Trump content every single day. Uh, 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 over the course of a day, I'm, you might see six to seven new videos of him. And again, I did the thing. I would, I would, I would check his source. I would check the source of that source, and it, that source led me to the FCC.gc. So I'm like, all right, well, this is as legitimate as I can judge based off my own my own thing. Now, mind you, like everybody, I have a little bit of bias. So there is a part of me that would really prefer that this stuff is true as opposed to finding out that I've been wrong for the last year. But these are the people that were saying he's going to win, and he won. So not only did they argue for him, and they had the information to back it up, but they were right. Yeah, well, I mean, he he did win, he, yeah. you know, but uh, uh, and 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 they're as skeptical about him as everybody else. You know, they they're not taking him at face value right. either. They they criticize uh, his cabinet appointments. They criticize uh, some of the things that he does on Twitter. They 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 they, they criticize all the things he does on Twitter does. should be criticized, and uh, simply for the fact that now you're the president elect, get the fuck off Twitter. I mean, I think that's a, a pretty basic thing. Stop stop tweeting. You're your president president of the United States, like. Stop fucking tweeting like that. that to me, I it's it, that, you know it, it's. It, 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 I just don't see that his people are they they care the way that you do. They 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 prefer it. They they want to see that's they want to see him do that. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is again, I think part of the problem is the fact that people want this man to act the way he acts, and that's why they voted for him. I to me I is think, I think the problem is more fundamental than that. I think the problem is this uh, uh, indoctrinated idea or image that we have of what a politician is. And my problem is even with the word politician, because the idea of politics and government, uh, government, sorry, is uh, another word for what this whole thing actually is, which is civil service. This, right. Right. And when I look at Donald Trump entering civil service, it makes more sense to call it that and then to call him a politician. Here is a guy whose brand is based off luxury, who lives a life of luxury, who has no reason to to, to do this. I mean, if, if, if he's like a con man or if he's like a, a guy who just uh, uh, hates a bunch of people, what incentive does he have to be president? I mean, at the very least, can we can we agree that his heart's in the right place, that he does care about America? I just understand what are the reason he would even bother doing this if not to become a civil servant and to look after the country that he's been in for the last I mean, I can, years. I can give an alternative reason why somebody would seek that office and, okay. and i think the republicans and I, I think i've said this before in the podcast the republicans uh are i think probably the most narcissistic party that exists that's why every year every year or every election cycle every time it comes for four years for president the republicans put up 15 people to begin with there's like 15 people in that party who are like nope i should be president of the united yeah. states the democrats usually have four maybe five and I just think it's like that's that side of the party is just a bunch of people who are like, I'm the best. Like, I think Donald Trump is a narcissist. He has a huge ego. I think being president is just kind of part of that. You know, I think it's just I I am the best. 
I should have the best job, you know, and and he was, you know, the 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 last few years with Obama, the way he's, you know, with the the birther shit and the saying he's not from America and and start starting that whole thing yep. and keeping it going, fueling the fire for it. I, you know, I think that was it's he was laying the tracks for this for for years. Like it was clear that he was he's been he doing, was, he's been laying the tracks since the eighties. He was on Oprah and Larry King, and there's video evidence of both of these where they were asking at that point, "Have you considered being president?" And he said that if he's going to do this, he's going to go all in. He's going to do this to win. Yeah. And then he did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, which is, like, yeah, no one's yeah. De- debating no, I, that he won. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I get it. Yeah, but yeah, it's, yeah it's, I know. I keep saying that because yeah, yeah. I am pretty happy about it. Uh, yeah, like, and that's, and that's I, fine. I mean, you're probably one of the only people in Canada. Anyway. I cried on November 9th for a very different reason. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just, I, 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 there, there are so many things that people disagree with him about him. Obviously, I edit your show, so I know a lot of those. And it's just the reason why I came on today is, is I don't want people to think that, you know, I'm supporting uh, like a, a woman hating misogynist. I'm supporting the platform that he's standing on. And even if it turns out that he's not going to do it, running on that platform was still really important. Now, this thing about the Republicans being narcissists. Sure. Fine. Whatever. But they're also the most American people. Now, whether you well, like that's, whether, kind of, that's kind of bull. That's a bullshit statement. Yeah. Whether you to say whether somebody's you like, the most anything, like the, especially but, when but, it comes but, to like but, a, but the idea, a nationality. But the idea, yeah. Well, yes, because the idea of the of the American patriot is being conserv is being a conservative is being a right wing is being Christian. No, that's not. Is be, yes, it is. No, it's, it's, it's no, no. It, it isn't though, because the idea of being an American is to be born in that country. And be part of that country following whatever the, you know, the, the, the constitution, all that bullshit. It's not, it's not about being specifically conservative. Like that's not, I don't understand. Yeah. I, 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 I don't get that as like, okay. As being, being conservative is being American. Like really? It's that's- a, yes. It's because it is a component of it because I'm, I'm explaining to you the perspective of these people because these people, they see what America is and they don't agree with a lot of the things that even their government is doing. They don't agree with the welfare. Uh, state. They don't agree with uh, the taxation. They don't agree with the fact that they that people are being given money on welfare. They don't agree with that. Yeah, they because, agree, they're, they, but because they're again, they're the American dream is to is, is this bullshit idea that's been created that like you can go from being very poor to being very rich depending on how you work as if it's a meritocracy. If you yeah, and, but you, it's you not work hard. And there's so many cards played against you during it. It's not you. Not everybody goes from being poor to being rich. In fact, most people just born into wealth and then born into wealth and then born into wealth. There are and there are people who don't understand that. Like oh, I don't like taxes, but then they want their fucking mail to get to their house or they want the police to come when they call or they want a military to go and invade a country they don't realize that that's what their taxes pay for but they don't want that they want the things they don't want to pay for it and welfare and the idea of taking care of people the uh, people like say welfare and you go oh you picture some asshole sitting on his couch you know just collecting checks and doing drugs and that's it that's what people see as welfare but they don't realize that they themselves will come to a point in time where they're going to need some form of welfare whether it's just from natural aging process or something happens to them at work and they want to be able to collect disability because of that people want the the, the safety net there for them when they need it and they don't want it for other people when it when they need it like that's it's selfish, and that's why people voted for Donald Trump. He's the embodiment of selfishness. He's the embodiment of narcissism. That's what I think. When people complain about taxation and and welfare or people getting handouts, they don't complain about 
uh, a company that makes, you know, $15 billion in a year and pays nothing in tax because they use tax overseas tax shelters or they find loopholes to not they don't they don't or or when the banks do what they did and fuck up because we didn't regulate them enough and then they get billions of dollars from the government as a bailout they don't look at that as welfare they look at the guy at the end of the street who they don't know anything about his life and they go okay that guy is a piece of shit collecting welfare and they don't know that maybe he's got PTSD because he fought in a war and he can't fucking work um, small side note is that a uh, vet taking care of the veterans as part of the platform. But I mean, I'm, 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 I'm hearing what you're saying and their, their side of it is that, I mean, I'm not an American, so I'm not saying that it's necessarily my side, right. but I still uh, have been seeing their point brought up a lot more recently. Whereas the stuff that I'm hearing from you is the stuff that I've been hearing all my life. And the, and to, and to their point, they're saying that this idea that people are allowed to be irresponsible with their lives when they're being irresponsible to uh, have a child out of wedlock and then, not be around for the kid. And so then it's a, you're left with a single mother raising a child on welfare. It's irresponsible. And now thanks to the welfare state, they're going to be able to live off of that and then not contribute or. Right. It's irresponsible for, but this this ties ties back to, to the American ideology because American ideology is heavily Christian. It's heavily Catholic. So when they want people to have kids, they want ha- people to have kids in wedlock so that the people yeah, are being fuck responsible. Them. Fuck them. Like that's not, that's why we don't live there. But that's not, but, their, that's, but that's not your, you don't get to decide for people the same way they don't get to decide for you. And, and this idea, yeah, they, they, there's obviously still an overwhelming amount of Christians in the country. Yeah. The number of atheists is growing. And eventually, hopefully if they don't keep this insanity going, the, they the, become more Canadian or more European in the sense that there's more atheists. There's more socialized aspects to their their life that actually would make their lives better, whether they know it or not. You know, there's just people who just don't want socialized medicine, even though it actually is a good thing for them to have. And the idea of not having a kid in wedlock, again, it's a it's a judgment call on somebody that you don't. No, it's, you don't it's know. Not, it, it's not just a judgment call. A, and I, if okay, you're, I'll, but if you're a, a single mother because you had sex with somebody. And maybe you use protection, the protection didn't work. Maybe you didn't use protection and you made a mistake not using protection. But if the person, if the the guy that you did it with fucks off and leaves you with a kid, you you know, what do you, 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 that person still will need some assistance. They're going to need some help. And we should be able to live in a society that helps people out who get fucked over for various reasons. Then you have all these people who are still trying to deal with their own problems and that the more that we look into these social programs and the more that uh, money is just handed out to these people, regardless of their choices, it makes their own lives more difficult, that they're the ones that are trying to take care of multiple kids and now they're, they're getting heavier, heavier taxed. But, but there are solutions to these problems and the solutions are actually really good if you if you look into them. The like one one of the things is like healthcare that comes up a lot mm-hmm. in, in this, and people are terrified that Obamacare is going to be repealed and and regular replacement is something new, which is most likely a privatized healthcare system. And people are scared shitless because they think that they're going to be left uh, to 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 rot or that they're going to be stuck with their cancer. But their argument is that a privatized healthcare system might be the best model out there because instead of the government forcing a bunch of people to pay a bunch of money to take care of people that they don't know or being only able to access specific programs or being at hope or, or, or like here in Canada where we get the service that we get and you know, hope it's good enough for you. 
in a privatized system, people can be responsible for themselves. And that's, and that's one of the major issues is that people are not taking individual responsibility for themselves. They're not thinking long-term. They're just hoping that they'll just get all these free handouts from the government and not know where that money comes from. Cause money just doesn't come from nowhere. Money always comes from somebody else providing a service for somebody. And then, and then they're being guilted or, or some people even characterize it as having a gun to their head. Although I think that's particularly extreme, but they're characterizing it as their money is being held hostage and that they have to care for all these people when they're trying to care for themselves. So on some level, selfishness is really important to survival and, and yes, the, the, that doesn't mean that they're heartless. There are ways that people can take care of each other. If you if you listening to this are concerned, you're in the states and you're concerned about healthcare, be a part of a community so that when you do need healthcare, you can do a, a GoFundMe campaign and people can take care of you. But under a privatized system. <laughs> These people have options, and they can find and they can find <laughs> right. an, uh, a healthcare platform that will that will help okay. them. So I also I'm that, sorry, but I don't like the fact that we that we keep like jumping from like argument to argument to argument. I mean, I want us to like keep this going, but uh, but uh, if you feel like we need to circle back to another point, feel free. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I'm going to circle back to the GoFundMe thing because that, that's that's I mean that's perfect for me. That that just sums it up. It's like it's like you could have uh, taxes that you pay that eventually when you need to go to the hospital the hospital will be there for you and it's there for everybody or if you're fucking sick just go fund me like that's such a such a republican fucking answer to you a know, problem actually, it's we, like rather it than have a, a safety net for anybody just you know you know when something happens you know sell go around the neighborhood the one, collecting bottles and cans that's you know? the one that's banking on human kindness more than anything it's the idea that people care about each other enough that they're willing to uh, support and you're getting support from the people you know, which challenges your own value. But I mean, okay. So before Obamacare, they had privatized medicine, and yeah, look, doctors in the states are probably the best doctors in the world because you can make millions and millions of dollars being a doctor there because it's a racket. You know, it's not just it's a it's a service. It's a I, it's, it's a racket when it comes when it when you when you put a price tag on the health of your citizens in your your country. Then oh boy, my next argument is going to be it, the, it's the, a, it's the a, darkest a, one yet. It's a it's a it's a racket, man. It's you. It's ridiculous to profit off of people's sickness. It's ridiculous, like you know, the pharmaceutical companies that jack up the prices of things that that can you know uh, uh, lobby doctors to to push their poison on people. Uh, insurance companies that either won't insure you or will insure you, and then find a way not to fucking pay out. It's a t it was a broken system. The Obamacare was a start, but it's not a single payer, which would have worked out a lot better. And it just they just didn't go for it. And now they're going to go back to the old shit that didn't work and had people who couldn't get insurance and millions of people who died every year because they couldn't get insurance. And the ones that could get insurance paid through the nose and then still sometimes didn't get the proper health care because of it. It basically ships people. It just it, it makes people who have means be able to be taken care of and then anybody else below a certain line is ju it's just a dogfight. 
That's I mean, that's what it was. And that's what it's going to go back to if, they, if this is what they're going back to. And then, yes, in theory, oh, you just take care of yourself and everybody takes care of themselves. And then you don't pay all these taxes on every paycheck or every year. And, and, and you know, when tax time, well, goes just, around, I mean, no matter what you do, you're going to be paying for health care, whether you're paying it through your own taxes or you're paying it through a plan mm-hmm. that's specialized for your own particular needs. Now, if you're willing to be proactive and you're willing to look into a plan that is catered to your family history, that uh, is is more designed around the issues that you are more particularly concerned about, you can get that package. It's just that there's this there's this 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 almost like a hyper connection where uh, everyone wants everyone to be uh, to to live forever and yeah I'm taking the time too and uh and then all these other people are like what the fuck we can't do that it just doesn't work like that and now as for like what what's going to happen i mean i don't know i don't know what uh uh, uh what how it's going to turn out in the next little while uh, my understanding is that the way privatized healthcare before the reason why it doesn't work was because privatization is balanced out by competition. The, there were too many restrictions and too many government regulations that allowed the companies to compete properly. When you allow competition, then you allow these companies to compete with each other to provide the best service. And competition is also what uh, improves innovation. Innovation will allow these companies to come up with better medicines to uh, heal people and to be more proactive about it. We didn't have the America. I'm saying we America didn't have that before. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, so I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with that. Those that that theory. I I've heard that theory about capitalism a lot. It sounds great. Parts of it make sense. Is, Parts is that, of it work. As, as hard as it might be to admit for some people, it does work. No, we it, have it, a it, really not, good system here. I'm not saying it. It it doesn't work at all, and especially in theory. But like to say, you know, capitalism drives innovation. I think it it can drive innovation in in. Some instances, I also think it can drive I, I, competition drives competition. And when you're competing for money, yeah, you can either make the best thing or you can convince people that you made the best thing. It's not necessarily like, oh, great, me, me and you are competing. So I'm going to work hard to create this thing better than you. Sometimes it's, oh, how do I trick people into thinking my thing is better? How do I get people in my door and get money? It's not necessarily, it's not, what I'm saying is it's not a guarantee. It's it's a nice theory that could work. I, I think it's I been just, tried I don't, a I don't, lot. I don't know what's the best way to, uh, to engage that point because I don't happen to think that companies are tricking people when it's much more profitable to provide an honest service, both in the short term and the long term. Look at fast food as an an example of tricking people. Okay. You know, is McDonald's better than anything or is Wendy's better than or is Burger King? It's not. They get you in the door by putting more bacon on something or by paying a certain amount to subliminally advertise and put it in your face. Like it's not, they're not making the better thing. McDonald's isn't like, you know what? If we actually just use really good meat and like actual high quality shit, we could really get some people in here. They're like, no, no. How do we cut the cost on making this thing? But how do we put enough fucking mayonnaise on it? <laughs> and like have the, the spend this much money on a commercial that that we can shove in people's faces. It's not about making a good thing. The people who sit around the boardroom in McDonald's discussing what's coming up next isn't like, oh, like, yeah, that sounds delicious. Like they don't fucking eat that shit. <laughs> they just, just push the swill on the people. Like It's just that it's it, McDonald's has had their share of problems like with the. That old lady that got scalded by coffee, mm-hmm. and it turns out that McDonald's had let that happen like sixty times before. 
So I'm not going to say they're perfect, but, but I think their food is good for what it is. And, and, and their challenge is to try to maintain that consistent level of quality and have as many, as many stores open as they do. I, they did a great job. They, they're like, no one can deny the, the business model of McDonald's and how good they are at doing what they did. My argument is more so that it's not by being the best. It's by, it's by, uh, you know, they're, they're iconic but, but images. There, but there's there so many, but there's, so, I'm sorry, but there's so many factors to making it the best that they do consider. They consider branding. If you look at the way Wendy's is branded versus the way McDonald's is branded, Wendy's is trying to be more hip and more, young adult working professional uh style burger king i don't know what their branding is but if you want the dirtiest burger you can get you go to burger king uh, the the I, and i can go through all the different burger companies and they all have a different tactic for the way they brand themselves yeah. they all have a different tactic for their menus they all have they and, and they're conscious of all of this so i just don't understand how somebody walks into a mcdonald's eats a burger and feels like a fool like where what's where's the trick i don't understand i'm not saying that they feel like a fool uh, although i think sometimes after you eat some mcdonald's you feel like a fool or you feel, you feel like <laughs> disgusting because the food if i have more I, than two burgers yeah i've done yeah something terrible. i mean just sitting yeah. down with a burger and fries and a big bottle of diabetes juice <laughs> is not good for you but somehow it managed to be marketed as like this you know family restaurant experience bullshit and what my my main point again is that the the competition between them didn't drive them to be like hey our burgers give everybody diarrhea maybe we should make better quality burgers so people don't get diarrhea after they eat it that didn't that never crossed their mind they're like how do we get more fucking people in this place so you can market things you can do things and like you i mean you watch tv right you see something uh watching something from the states and you see their commercials like every second commercial is a pharmaceutical commercial for some fucking weird drug that maybe you need maybe you don't but they're they push it on you and then the majority of the commercial is spent explaining, explaining the all effects. the terrible things that the drug actually does to cause. you yeah. and then you have to take another drug to deal with the side effects from that drug and that's what it is you end up on this pill cocktail that's what competition has done it's it's not it hasn't driven them to be like hey how do we figure out how to solve this person's problem it's hey wait a second how do we get this person on this pill that kind of takes away that problem and then we can give them this other pill like it's not about quality it's about money that's what capitalism is i think the 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 lie that capitalism has is hey look we competition drives prices down and it 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 uh, makes everything more innovative and then you get more creativity and, and better solutions yeah. to problems and we do and we do benefit off of that but we i think do live i think in that with that a lot of innovations that have come because of capitalism for sure we but wouldn't I still- be, we wouldn't be podcasting the way we are right now if not for that kind of effort yeah, that, and that's. I'm not saying that capitalism hasn't done anything, but I still think that yeah. that that that's the the lie and the shield they put over, especially something like healthcare. I think that healthcare is not about making people actually better. It's not like you know the the people who actually are studying varying forms of cancer and 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 disease, and they're trying to prevent it. They're not doing it for money. It's the 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 companies that profit from it that say like well this drives you know competition so we'll create these things like no you're creating a band-aid drug for it that you can charge people an arm and a leg for and make tons of money every year that's that's what you're doing like 
capitalism obviously has created lots of things and lots of great things have come out of capitalism. I just think with healthcare, it's, it's probably not a good idea. I, I, if, if we were having this conversation like two years ago, I would hear everything you're saying, just say yes. Cause I, I would have agreed. And I still see your point as valid. But what I've been doing in the last year is trying to hear their side of it too. Right. Because I'm just, and, and, it, was, and it was like when people would just say that uh, 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 Trump is a rapist or, and he hates Mexicans. I'm like, there's got to be more to it than that. And in a lot of cases, there usually is. Now, if we want to record for the next six hours, I can break it all down. But what I can tell you is that if you listen to people like Ben Shapiro, if you listen to people like Stefan Molyneux, uh, uh, spend a little bit more time on InfoWars and the Next News Network, people like Mark Dice. And here in Canada, we have the rebel media. There are arguments to be made about all of this. Mm-hmm. And that is, and it's not trying to invalidate some of these other ideas, but it's just going to say, stop invalidating our idea. It's not all just subterfuge and, 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 and deception. It, a lot of this comes from this idea that people want to serve each other. And they also want to receive uh, compensation for that, hence money. Right. That's what money is all supposed to be about. It's just supposed to be about you provide a service, you get compensated for it so that you can provide a service for other people. Right. Doctors in the States, they see it as they're providing a service because they see human beings as a commodity. And it's pretty dark. Mm-hmm. But it's also the reality of the situation. It doesn't have to be, though. I get that it's, it is. Just, I guess it is that there's, the no, there's no evidence pointing to uh, an alternative that's actually worked this is the this is the best system that we have going for us when we're doing okay in Canada, but we have mental health issues uh, all over the place. We have people who are kind of getting their care, but again, it's those small preventative measures and not uh, uh, long term measures. We have it all right over here, but we also have an exorbitant premium to live in this country. Uh, taxes can go it's a possibility that taxes can go way down and that people can support themselves and they're not just going to lose their homes i'm sorry to say it but people who have lost their homes in the states over this kind of thing because they weren't responsible and they're hoping that the government will hold their hand for their whole lives there's there's some cases where it has nothing to do with like a lack of responsibility i think i I think i I understand that there's obviously people who are irresponsible they don't put money away and then something happens but also when you get diagnosed with something and you have insurance and then the insurance company is like, oh, no, sorry, we're not covering this because blah, blah, blah. They find an excuse not to. And then you have like cancer and you have to pay for uh, chemo or various treatments. And you're like, you know, you're getting ten thousand dollar medical bills every month. Yeah, you're going to lose your house. And it's not has nothing to do with responsibility. It has to do with. Uh, system profiting off of death. That's that's all it is. The profiting off of the treatment of things, not the cure, and 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 then some. You die if 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 it's if it's not worth it for them to to make somebody's life better, then they don't do it. They just let you fucking die. It's sad, man. I lived in the UK. They haven't nailed. I think a lot of Europe has it nailed. I I went to the doctor. I think once over there, I was like just kind of sick. I brought like I had an, uh, what their equivalent of like a social insurance number because I lived there on a, a visa. So I like got that. I brought that in my, my passport just to be like, hey, I'm, a, you know, I'm here. I'm allowed to you know be here. I'm technically a citizen of this place right now. They didn't even ask for it. I just gave them my name and I sat down and then I went in to see a doctor. And then when I got a prescription, it was dirt cheap. I had to go to the dentist once over there because I had a, like a break in one of my teeth. It cost me. 60 pounds, which is roughly about a hundred, hundred bucks for a cleaning to get 
anything done up into root canals on any of my teeth, like not per, it was 60 pounds. If I had to get three root canals, they would have done it for 60 pounds. Like they, they got it. That's great. Even the dentist. They should have mentioned that in the the episode with, uh, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, there's nothing good about London. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. That's the, one of the, one of the better parts about London for sure, about the UK, about Europe in general. And I, I just, it won't, if it, if it works great, cause then I don't have to argue it, but with the population that America has, it's it's going to be that much more difficult to do. And this and this is circling back to the narcissism of the Republicans and and uh, and why they they don't want it this way is because they don't even think that their money is taking care of other Americans. They just think that their money is taking care of people who happen to live in America who hate it, hate everything about it, but they're living there anyways. And a lot of those people are probably going to end up leaving. Well, what's great is their their money is going to build warplanes and tanks that they don't need anymore. Like, I mean, that's the biggest socialism that occurs in the United States is 60% of their budget is goes to military and it builds planes that even the military is like, we don't need these planes. Like, like they, the Air Force is like, we don't need anymore. Stop, stop building them. But they're glad handing their contractor friends and giving them money by building this shit. It's just hypocritical. I find it's like, oh, I don't want to hand, give anybody handouts except for all these handouts that we're actually giving and we're just not even talking about. Like, stop giving that much money to your military to build fucking planes and tanks that you, they don't need and more bombs to bomb people that they don't need and then not take care of the goddamn soldiers themselves. Like, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> fucked up down there. Their, their system doesn't work. And if Trump's going to come in and fix all that shit, great. But he's going to fall in line like anybody else with the military. He's not going to cut the military budget. He got the military budget. Everybody freaks out for some reason. Like, I don't know what he could possibly do. And the idea you're saying like, oh, the people who voted for him are just, you know, sexist and racist or whatever, or he's just a sexist, racist person. It's I'm not I never paint somebody that broad stroke. Some of the people who voted for him, I know that they got fucked in that country for there's people who've been getting fucked in that country. Yeah. And they're just tired. And Hillary Clinton looks like somebody who's just going to come in and just be another one of those politicians. I understand not wanting to vote for the 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 thing is, though, is the people who voted for him might not be sexist or racist, but they certainly heard the sexist, racist things that he said and were okay with it. Mm -hmm. You know, that that didn't stop them. The thing is, is about those particular comments is that. I can go through and break down each one of them and offer a perspective on them. Okay. Give me a perspective on the grab them by the pussy one. Sure. This perspective is by a guy named Paul Elam, and he runs a channel called An Ear for Men. Now, there's a bit of a men's advocacy bias towards this channel. Sounds like, yeah. But uh, (laughs) in, in his words, he said that he's not going to defend Donald Trump because there's nothing to defend. He said that Donald Trump is telling the truth. That comment is gross. Like, there's not much I can say about that. But there's this misconception that he's talking about sexual assault, and he's not. The whole point of the conversation is that he's marveling at what he gets away with. He's marveling at the level of consent that a man in his level of influence and power is able to uh, to extract out of other people. The conversation that people should be having is about gold diggers and how it's okay to enable this uh, behavior in women to let themselves give themselves over to men just because of their wealth let's say uh, i'll go down this road with you here on this one so we're saying that women are the problem here how the yes, fuck? all women are the problem. No, no, Every but, single one of but them. Women, yeah. women who allow this to happen because they're infatuated with somebody like a donald trump which is pretty 
like well not common there's only so many people who are wealthy or influential but do i need to start naming off celebrities who get away with this kind of thing do i need to start naming how many people but the thing is is that that imply okay here's here's what i find wrong about that like look there's probably some women definitely some women who would be like who would allow it to happen and not even you know just be like okay that happened you know or whatever or be interested because he's rich and successful or famous or whatever but there's also the assumption in donald trump's head that he can do it because he's who he is and he gets away with it. And there's definitely times that if he's done it, there's women who couldn't say or do anything about it. And we're just like, okay, fuck, I don't like this. Like that doesn't, that implies that there, there's an an implicit consent from women because of who he is. And sometimes there isn't. And he just does it anyway, which makes him, that is sexual assault. If you don't ask somebody, if you can do something or it's not at all implied that it's okay to do something and you do it anyway. I mean, I, I, at this point, this, this woman that you're talking about is like mentally tied down and that she, for whatever reason, can't just like get up and walk away from it. The, 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 if you, if you don't consent to something, you walk away, you say, no there's there's no reason why he should be allowed to do this and then walk away and assume that he, it was sexual assault i i don't i don't understand how we can enable this level of irresponsible behavior on a woman's part to let a man touch her for more than two seconds and say no you don't get to do this but you're you're enabling him to do the thing so you're saying like it's because he, he thinks it's okay if, if there's if yeah there, but it's not okay so it him thinking it's okay doesn't fucking matter he thinks it's okay so he does it even though it's not okay, but, but and if a there's woman, no, and a woman no might crime not, committed, but if, if a, there's no sense that this is sexual assault, if, a, if woman a woman is consenting by being there and allowing it to happen, so you're saying, how is that sexual assault? It's sexual assault because sometimes, sometimes women don't feel comfortable in those situations to say no or to run away. When you use a position of power and authority, like he was talking about using, sometimes they don't feel comfortable or they feel trapped or they... And, 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 for, and for whatever reason, it doesn't occur to them that this, this would be a huge thing. So it doesn't... They could, go, they, could, they could go to the news, they can report Report this, and they can probably walk away with a settlement because he settles suits. If the, the, the best thing that they can hope for is for him to touch is for him to touch the woman. Sorry, I, there's better ways I could have worded that. The <laughs> best thing they could hope there's for. There's better ways you could word fucking the last fucking paragraph of sentences you said. It's, better, it's are, insane that like you're like. I mean, look, I don't want to fucking throw this around, but this is like 100% victim blaming in this situation. This is saying it's their fault for him grabbing their pussy without asking because they didn't say no while he was doing it because there's and there's no reason why they should have not said no. But there's tons of reasons why they could not say no. And like the idea like, oh, you know, they could just go and report it. Yeah, that works out for everybody, right? They just they get sexually assaulted and they go and report it. And hey, that person goes to jail and everything. No, that doesn't happen. It, Bill it, Cosby got away with shit for years. There's lots of celebrities who get away with shit because nobody believes them or they, you know, in sexual they, assault they, is such they, a hard they, thing they, to they try. Give, they give up too soon. And I don't want I don't God, I, I hate I, I hate the victim blaming thing, although I'm not completely out of my mind. I understand that this is what I'm sounding like. But I, I just I don't understand. I also don't understand how we allow th- this to happen at all on both sides. 
this is what this is. I'm sorry, but this is what women do. They they manipulate their way into these situations, and then they look for the best outcome. If they can get away with the money, they get away with it. But that's just so presumptuous, though. I'm not saying that that. Well, never I think it's occurs. also. I'm sorry, it never but occurs. a lot of this is based on presumption because we can't see any of this. Right. We have but, to take both of these people on their word. Well, and the then best Don, part I'm is sorry, though, Donald Trump has a lot take, to lose on the situation. Take Donald because, Trump on his word. Then he says he grabs people's pussies. Sometimes he doesn't even ask. He said those. Those are the words. There's no slicing and dicing it. He's like. Okay. Yeah, I, sometimes I just go up and I, I grab the pussy right by the pussy and I, I don't even ask, you know, it's just and like you can just assume then that every person he does it to is a manipulative woman who's manipulating their way into this situation. Or you can assume that maybe that occurs some of the time and maybe some of the time it's women who are like, I don't like this, but it's Donald Trump and I don't know what the fuck to do. He's rich. He's, you know, powerful. I feel cornered. Yeah. I, you know, that occurs. And even if that only occurred one of the every pussies he's ever grabbed, that one thought that still makes him somebody who sexually assaulted somebody. So and I guarantee that if he actually grabbed people by the pussies or grabbed their ass or whatever the fuck he did, if he did that, then he did it to somebody who didn't like it like that happened so fuck yeah i mean i just there's no real defense on that i you can say that some women are are either want the attention or try to get that type of attention but that's that's only maybe some of them and it's you know some of them might have liked it fine some of them definitely didn't (laughs) so i just think it's an indefensible thing and yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's where I stand with the pussy thing. Anyway, yeah, I don't know the ban on Muslims. That's a you know I don't know how you defend that. That's uh, you know a Muslim registry which he he won't do. He won't be able to do it. Uh, but just even bringing that up, it's just stoking the fires of hate. You know, and I've talked about how I think that uh, I'm not obviously a religious person. I've talked about the Muslim religion in its extremes, which exist in parts of the world are very dangerous. And some of the ideologies of it that, that need to be talked about, but like you can't register Muslims. You can't (laughs) ban all Muslims from your country. It's nuts. They're facing the same issue that uh, the uh, immigrants from Mexico are facing in terms of whether or not they're allowed to stay there. And it comes down to the American values. If you are willing to get the citizenship be vetted, be registered, then you're fine. Right. Uh, uh, the registry is more for people who aren't willing to uh, become indoctrinated in the American culture and they just want to live there. And you see pockets of that all over here and also in Canada. We have people who are from other places. They all just kind of like live together and they all just kind of do their own thing. And Americans are some of the most paranoid people in the world. So when they see these pockets of people and they're not being ingrained in American culture, they start to get concerned. And some of these concerns are valid because there are acts of terror happening all over the world that, uh, while not necessarily are the fault of these particular Muslims, there is a more of a, a connection between these groups of people than, than, uh, than say, just like China versus the Muslims. Right. So it, 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 a lot of people are associating it with uh, with the turning into a fascist state. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to do that. It's going to be, if you're here, you're American. American. Barbecues on the 4th of July, American. If you're not going to do that, as Americans, we're going to keep our eye on you. Because this dismissiveness, this idea that, oh, everyone is going to hold hands and everyone gets along is the kind of thing that somebody who wants to do America harm is banking on. Let you go <laughs> well, there. But I mean, like, what if you don't want a barbecue on the 4th of July? Like, it's like... 
<laughs> you know? and, and a lot of this just comes down to like whether or not you want to be an American and and, and well, okay and, so and these people is... want to live in America they want to have the opportunities but they also still want to have their culture they want to have yeah. you know they want to have their religion they want to have their food they want to have whatever yeah which is, and that's all well and good which is fine you can't register them you can't like it is it is fascist it is to take one group of people based on a religious ideology and say this this group of people needs to be uh, registered and obviously people compare it to the, the Nazis and, and what they did with the Jews uh, it, but it's it's similar to that it is very similar to that whether it's the same thing whether the intentions are better than or there's there's this idea that there's you know a, a Muslim terrorist waiting around every corner I mean a lot of that's ramping up fear not to say that it doesn't exist but some yeah. of it has to be it, like the idea of creating a registry is just pumping that fear factor out even more like it's it's just not good for their country. It makes them isolationists. It makes them. It makes it makes them nationalists. It, and 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 this election was uh, on one of the more fundamental levels a divide between a globalistic perspective and a nationalistic perspective. Right. So the Americans who have voted for Trump, they're nationalists, and uh, they, if it were up to them, I don't even think they would let him in at all. But they are. And uh, and and to them, that is much more than they think they even have to do. They think it's they think they're doing them a favor by even letting them and them in America at all. And then on the other side, the people who not all the people who supported uh, Hillary Clinton or the Democratic Party are necessarily globalists. But the Democratic Party is more of a global idea that it's more of this interconnectedness between all the countries, which sounds great on paper, but the Americans and the right are terrified of losing their sovereignty and they have a right to hold on to that. And if they, you right don't- to, they totally have a right to hold on to their sovereignty, but like they're, they're going to hold on to their fucking sovereignty. It's not even close to slipping away. And that's what I mean. They're, they're so afraid of, of something that's not even close. Like, and they also, they're not, yeah. Okay. They're nationalists, but they're, they also don't mind these people, these people who voted for Trump, these nationalists, the same people that support, you know, uh, the Iraq war or Afghanistan, like they don't mind taking away other people's sovereignty, but they don't want theirs gone. They're hypocrites. And they're, they they supported a lot of these, uh, a lot of these conflicts because they were told that these were bad guys that had to go down. I mean, it starts with nine 11 being told that, uh, that nine 11 was by Al Qaeda and that they have to go to Afghanistan yeah, by the yeah, Taliban. Yeah. And then that there's weapons of mass destruction in Iraq and people, and, and, and then the Americans have gotten less and less, uh, actually, sorry, more and more skeptical of these conflicts. ISIS is the most skeptical they've ever been of conflict because they're, it's much more open now that it's America. It was the American government's fault that ISIS is even, uh, come into existence that their actions in Iraq left a vacuum over there and that uh, they were actually providing weapons to uh, groups of Syrian rebels which turned out to be ISIS members anyways mm-hmm. and, and 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 this is saying and this is them saying all right th- fuck we need to uh, have our head on our shoulders we need to make sure that our people are safe and it, and it comes back to this idea that ISIS is a threat that they are afraid of for different reasons and they were afraid of uh, the Taliban, or they are afraid of uh, Iraq. They're afraid that ISIS has already infiltrated them, and it's possible that they have. I know I'm kind of like giving into this 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 fear mongering, but my point earlier is that if we don't acknowledge that this could be a thing, then that's what they're banking on, and they're hoping that uh, we're just going to like not even notice when they attack. Yeah, 
I mean, I yeah, I don't have much more to say on it. I, uh, I, I get it. I understand why people can be you know fear things you know, and then they're you know their their news pumps in their faces every day that ISIS is coming to get them, and ISIS is obviously a problem, and they've obviously had ISIS sympathizers in in even the United States with a couple of shootings. It it's there. I'm not saying it isn't, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, it's. I know you were just explaining what, like the 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 manner in which these people think and why they might think this way or why they probably do think this way. That hence why they voted for someone like Trump. But I mean, they're still wrong. <laughs> like they're still they're still not knowledgeable on the fact. They're you know they're they're para- Just because you're paranoid doesn't mean you're right. Like you can be paranoid. They were you know paranoid about ISIS. Paranoid about. Uh, Hillary's fucking emails, paranoid about Benghazi and all that yeah. bullshit that that got pumped out there, and it's just you are free to call it bullshit. It's just that there is a lot of information out there that doesn't see it as bullshit and would prefer to uh, educate more people on it. And again, another six hours worth of this. But yeah, my my, my point and the, and the reason why I'm coming here today is that. Don't just dismiss it as bullshit. There's always a counter argument to these kind of things. And there's, I know there, there is. is, there, yeah. is there, there are rational reasons why. And I don't even feel like I've done as good a job as I was hoping for to try to uh, characterize some of this. And well, actually, it's to be honest go with it. you, I think uh, your point about pussy grabbing is kind of on point. I'm not <laughs> sure what else I can really say. I mean, at the end of the day, we really prefer you didn't say it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Oh, I, and ultimately, uh, really would rather he didn't do it, you know, just, to, you know, uh, you know, you can, as a rich, famous man, you can still bang lots of ladies if you want to. You just don't, you know, don't start off with the pussy grab, Donald. You don't have to do it that way. And you can still fuck lots of people and you can get your wife in a crate delivered fucking from wherever country she was from, no. you know, <laughs> like. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, no, it was good talking with about this. I, I, uh, you know, uh, yeah, we it would take hours probably, and uh, you know, I do try to to I, I've I've more so played devil's advocate with Trump a few times. Like I've I've talked about the things I don't like, but I've also understood why people have voted for him. I understand it. I I still think that some aspects of it are wrong. I understand why people didn't like Hillary Clinton. I still think people should have just voted for the electoral college is fucked, which we didn't and it would probably take too long. To you get actually into that. Uh, articulated the electoral college last episode. There isn't much that I can say about it that you didn't say in the last episode. Right. My stance on the electoral college is kind of neutral. I think if Clinton won the college and Trump won the popular vote, I wouldn't feel any really different about it. Uh, what I can say is that if she won the popular vote, became president, she wouldn't be able to do anything. Because the Electoral College would, or the Republican House would just reject her on basically everything anyways. Yeah. So the idea that the popular vote should allow her to be president when she didn't win the Electoral College is like saying, I deserve to win a game of chess because I got more pieces, even though I was checkmated. They agreed to it. That's the system that they went for. That's the system. I get it. Yeah. And for what it's worth, the Electoral College is working as intended. It It, it, it is I, ideally supposed to be able to have these candidates try to appeal as to as many different kinds of people as possible. And it circles back to some of this selfishness that I'm still kind of arguing for anyways, whereas uh, as opposed to just allowing each individual voter to have their value be only one vote, the electoral college turns it into more of each individual's voter individual value. So the idea that a soldier has more value than a person who's 
just working in California somewhere and is just serving juice. The idea that the, the, the police officers have more value, the idea that farmers have more value. And, and I'm naming a lot of people that were more in support of Trump. So, and, and this is where they live has more to do with it. It's this idea that by being in the smaller states, they have more of an influence because they have more responsibility to m- more people proportional to say living in a city center where you're responsible mostly to yourself and mm-hmm. your boss and something like that. So the total college is a well-designed system, just like everything and everywhere. It's all flawed, but it did work the way it was supposed to. Yeah, I guess. I Yeah, I think there's... There, there might be a, a better system out there, but yeah, as I did say in the last episode, I understand why, like, yeah, okay, so she got 3 million more votes, I think is like what the final tally was, and most of them were from California. Yeah, uh, and, 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 and like you said, is it right for California to then dictate what's good for the rest of the country? Yeah, it, no, I, yeah, I totally... Yeah, I to- it was worth winning. She got like, what, 60 points out of it? So it was still yeah, good still, to get it. Yeah, but- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, she got like a ton of electoral votes out of it, so, or whatever, seats or whatever, but... Uh, yeah, I don't. You know, I I still think, I it is it's still kind of a crazy system where somebody there's there's over fifty percent of the population that lives there doesn't would rather her be their president. Yeah. And then uh, I don't I don't have the uh, the fact to back up this claim, but there is a lot of claim that all of the people who voted Clinton aren't even like registered American citizens. Yeah, they just have like a driver's license yeah, on them. Yeah. I, I again, if we dismiss it, that makes it worse because what if it's true? But if it is true, then what we have is a bunch of people who aren't American taxpayers, who are just working cash jobs. They aren't, they are not Americans for however, whatever, whatever you think that's worth voting for somebody to then decide the fate of America. I can see that being a problem as well. Well, that would totally be a problem. But again, if there's no, you know, if there's no facts to back it up as of right now, there's nothing, you know, I can really say about it. If it's true, it's a shitty thing. People shouldn't be able to vote if they're not from the country and decide how the election results will yeah. go. Uh, I think well, it's worth looking into. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. look, totally look into. But imagine, I, I mean, imagine Donald Trump won by three million votes and didn't win the Electoral College. I mean, do you think he'd be quietly saying like, oh, nope, that's that's a great system. All right. See you later. No, he'd be screaming about it and crying, you know, because that's what he does. It's it's a. Uh, I don't know. It, it, the the pop. The, I won the popular vote, but I'm not president. Sad. Yeah. That would be the tweet. Yeah, exactly. You know, very sad. You know. I and and to be honest, I think his passion for the country would continue. Anyways, I think he would still try to uh, to to do what he can for it. I mean, I, I, guess. I know. I like. Here's the thing: if you're supporting Trump, you're kind of all in on it. Yeah, you, know, you have you, to be. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean. Not we can't really get into this. It's time to wrap this up. But yeah. like, I mean, I guess he might continue to support the country or do whatever. But I don't. I haven't really seen him do that yet. Anyway, like you know, he's done very well for himself. But you don't necessarily. I don't. You don't see him. I don't see him doing it unless he had to, and now he has to. So hopefully, he fucking does something right. But who knows? And the cabinet he's putting together, his, his staff that he's putting together. I don't know about most of those people. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's going to be an interesting four years. I, I honestly, I hope things are good, but I don't see them going that way. And that's, you know, I just don't think all he's the, very all qualified. The, the people who are on his side, they already think things aren't going well yeah, for a lot of reasons. And that's, that's what it is. I mean, So that, we're always going to have two groups of people who think the other side's ideas are shit. Yeah, it's, I mean, the it's the people just don't, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, I, people look at it and go, "Okay, we're you know we're mad. Things aren't working out. Whatever." 
I don't know. It's whether it's the statistics don't say that, whether the employment rate or the unemployment rate dropped, like Obama got it down to like five point something percent or whatever. If you look at those jobs in specific, a lot of those were just part time or service based jobs. They weren't high paying full time jobs that people could live off of right. reliably for a I, long time. I, I, I understand that that's definitely that's definitely some of them. But raise the minimum wage, you know, people can make more money that way. Uh, people were complaining. There's about, counter arguments to that. We're trying to wrap up, but. Yeah, I understand. But I mean, there's counter arguments to it, but I don't understand them. I don't get why giving people more money an hour to go along with inflation and inflated costs of everything is a bad idea. The There's a particular video by Prager University they have they have an argument for why raising the minimum wage is actually going to be hurting people because the higher the minimum wage the more you uh, you ex- quality of service you expect from the person doing the job which makes it more difficult for people who are say looking for a job for the first time to look for it so what ends up happening is that they can only afford to hire people of a certain level of skill and that otherwise they're not But I mean if you're okay if minimum wage is minimum wage right the positions have to be filled so they're going to be filled by the people who apply for minimum wage jobs. The, the positions might not even be around if they can't afford uh, to, to pay all those people that many wages for that many positions. They might they're, they're more likely to lose positions. I've I've heard this. I mean, you look at the profit of uh, not to go back to McDonald's, but like if you look at the profit of a McDonald's, look how much money they make every year, and and they can't pay people a living wage. That's it's pathetic. I, you know, you can you can say I'm sure there's there's lots of you know counter arguments that people have, and you can, you know bring up economics yeah. about like you know oh well but with capitalism you have to do this from the, the investors and you know I know there's there's lots of those reasons, but I mean just from a human level, like paying people the least amount that <laughs> you can pay them and have it be not at all correlated with the inflation over the last you know 30 or 40 like you know it's it's it goes up so incrementally so small uh, over the last 30 years and and but the price of everything has gone so far up you know so i just uh with as far as like that goes yeah i'm sure there's there's definitely things that i uh, i could read or watch and go okay yeah i can see that point but i also just don't i don't get it overall and um yeah anyway we do have to wrap this up, but it was good talking with you. And yeah, yeah, this was good for me. I don't, uh, I don't get get out to debate very much. Yeah, so. yeah, awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, coming on. Uh, is there anything? I don't know. Do you plug anything? Is there something? Uh, I don't want people to start throwing rocks in my house, so I'm just going to stay low key for the time being. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I guess as a Trump supporter in Canada, you're going to watch your back. Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure I'm getting out of here. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 it'll be all right. But yeah, anyway, thanks for coming on, Joseph. It was uh, nice to have you. Uh, thanks for listening, guys, to This Is Not A Safe Space on the Never Sleeps Network. Check out neversleepsnetwork.com for this podcast. Lots of other great podcasts. Thanks for tuning in. See ya.